raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. This is Trackside with Kirk Cavan and Kevin Lee. Brought to you by Luxair Premium Residential Systems. A smart choice in home comfort. On 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. The four-lap average has got to be better than 229.159. Right now it's 229.231. Lap number four, 228.971. The four-lap average fasted up, 229.166 miles per hour. How about that run by Jack Harvey? Three previous starts. He has never started worse than seventh. He is poised for a great start to this year's Indianapolis 500. Lap number four is in the books for Alex Below. 233.415 Davy Hamilton, a spectacular four-lap average, 234.217 miles per hour. Oh man, it was it was awesome. Uh, had so much fun. It was sketchy. We knew it was going to be really tight, and it was with uh, the 21 there. I'm um, really proud of all the boys. Uh, the number 10 car, it's been amazing. It's great to have the pole to be uh, with the be the one campaign. Um, Honda gave us all the power we needed. And starting on the pole, it's just amazing. And welcome to Trackside, 93.5, 107.5, the fan in Indianapolis, specifically Speedway, Indiana, the Prime 47 Burger Bash presented by Peterman Brothers, heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical, right with a backdrop of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Welcome, everybody. For the 12th time, I'm Kevin Lee, along with the originator of this event, Kurt Cavan. Well, thanks. It is 12 years, and we continue to evolve and, and do things differently. For those of you driving around town, we are across the roundabout from the Turn 1 entrance of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. If you're on Crawfordsville Road and you can't see us, it's because you're paying attention to what you should be doing. That's driving the car. <laughs> if you're looking at us, we wave. See those people right there? We just wave to them. We are doing this tonight because it's a fun event. It's a good way to gather and get ready for the greatest race in the world. Uh, and we're also raising money for the IU Simon Comprehensive Cancer Center. They happen to be the primary sponsor of my son Jackson's race car, but they are a huge asset for our community. One of the 53 comprehensive cancer centers around the world. And there are auction items here. Please come out and join us if you can. And we are going to get you set for the biggest race in the world. And also the 100 Days to Indy Crew is here. So you might end up on television right. for their show that's Thursday nights for still a couple more weeks on the CW, uh, which is Wish TV Channel 8 in Indianapolis or the CW app. You can download and watch the next day at 9 p.m. So who have we had already that came before radio? So we've had Stingray Rob, David Malukas, Connor Daly. Joey Molinaro, they taped their podcast Speed Street with Dirty Mo Media. And the first team Penske driver in 12 years at the Burger Bash, Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin, who also uh, signed a print for us from the UPS store. So he's standing closest to us. He did not arrive the earliest. We're not going to go in order of arrival because when you win the biggest race in the world, you get to go to the head of the line. Please welcome the winner of the 2014 Indianapolis 500, Ryan Hunter-Ray, and the number 23, Dryan Reinbold Chevrolet. 
Thank you for coming back. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Take the mic. You you hear from me all week. Kirk can ask you questions. All right. All Who'd right. you bring with you? Tell us. Uh, you got to turn around here, young man, because you'll probably be in the Indy 500 in a couple years. That's right. This is Roxon. This is our middle guy. Ryden is over here. That's the guy I was throwing up in the air, you know, in the pictures after winning after winning the 500, now he's uh, like 100 pounds, so that happened fast. First of all, we're on radio, so when you direct somebody, they, they don't hear it quite as well. But I can uh, you got to win more than one now. I asked Kanan this question. He's got four kids, but he's only got one baby Borg. You need another one. Absolutely need another one. There's so many stories of how, how close we've been, you know, 2016, 2017. Uh, comes to mind, but uh, yeah, every every time that you uh, have a shot at this amazing race, just so grateful to be here, and um, it's great to be back. Took a year off, and actually, it was great, great for me. Um, you know, to work with another team, see how things work there, kind of work on a consulting role, you know, and and get some perspective that way. Come back, re-energize and focus. It's been uh, it's been enjoyable, and I've I've absolutely loved the time with uh, Dryer and Reinbold so far. So is, I assume, working with Ryan Reinbold is different than Andretti Autosport. Tell us about some of the benefits of being with maybe a little fewer people in the in the engineering room, maybe the engineering meeting's shorter? <laughs> yes, our, our engineering <laughs> meetings at uh, Andretti, you know, when you figure in the two, the two technical partnership cars at Shank, you know, the, the, it's what, it's seven drivers, eight drivers at times. So it would take two and a half hours for a debrief. Um, but the greatest thing about it is it's a, a family atmosphere. It's a it's one team with two cars. Um, you know, it's just a much smaller ship to steer. And they really they really focus on this event. That's what I also love about it. It's a bunch of guys that I've worked with in the past at, at, at different at different teams that just don't want to do the IndyCar grind of every, you know what I mean? And, and traveling and being away from their families and super talented people, people that, uh, and, and the car preparation has been, I've been really, really amazed with how, how well they've done there. Well, the Indianapolis 500 is not the same without Ryan Hunter Ray. So we got a lot of guests. We know you got a lot of places to be. No worries. Thank you. We wanted to see you. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Appreciate all the support. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you. you very much. How cool is that? Indy 500 winner here, and maybe future Indy <laughs> future. 500 drivers. Although I've been trying to help Ryan, I've been uh, golf, baseball, other activities. Absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs> he's a smart golf, man. Right? Golf. golf, yes, golf? yes, scholarship. Golf, fine. Scholarship, yes. Ferrucci, we have... thank you very much. Ryan Hunter Ray, Dryer and Ryan Bull, number 23. He's the man in black right now. Um, Santino Ferrucci, AJ Foyd Racing. And we're going to bring up, um, who else is over Where here? Benjamin Peterson, his teammate, is also here from AJ Foyd Racing. Fastest rookie ever, highest qualified AJ Foyd Racing car for Santino right. since 2001. He's going to start fourth. And here's, I was going to do this nugget when I finished our interview on television yesterday that in your four previous Indianapolis 500s, you have gained 53 positions. You only need to gain three this year. You are ahead of the game. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit of a different scene coming down the front stretch, and I'm not going to be in turn four for once taking the green. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, our A.J. Foyt car has been solid uh, all three days. I think Benjamin will attest to that. And uh, qualifying, as much as everybody talks about how much I hate it, I truly do. I'm glad it's over. Happy to be back in race trim today and passing cars. So Benjamin Peterson is here. Let's tell a little story about what happened yesterday. 
he was just about to celebrate with his crew, and I was standing too close. You almost hugged me. So I appreciate that I didn't get the hug because your crew got lots of hugs. What does it mean to be the fastest rookie to have qualified in Indianapolis? Yeah, it's very humbling. I, I didn't know until after the run that, you know, someone came and told me, and I was like, holy cow, that, I wasn't ready for that. But, um, no, really good month here with my teammate, Fast 12, uh, onto the Fast 6 for Santino, and really good starting spots. So my first ever 500, first time experiencing all of this. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very special. So what is possible this year in the race, considering how well it's gone in the past? Can an A.J. Foyt car win the Indy 500 again this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think our cars are phenomenal. I mean, this is definitely the best shot that I've ever had. This is the fastest race car I've ever had. Uh, even in race trim, you know, my best result here is fourth in uh, 2020, and this race car is definitely a little bit easier to drive than that one. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to not have to work through the field and get lucky with yellows or worry about any of that and just – you just have to sit up front all day and look at the views ahead. So our first year, Dale Earnhardt Jr. took a liking to you, especially how you made your way through the grass. Have you met Jr. yet? He's coming back this year. If that's not happened, we can get that done. I have. I've okay. met, I actually, I've only spent time with him in the booth, which okay. is kind of strange to me. Uh, but, uh, no, he's a great dude, and I can't thank him enough. I mean, uh, my rookie year in 19, that maneuver was, uh, I don't know, it was so strange. It was almost like go-karting. Uh, <laughs> sending it the way we did. But uh, I'm hopeful that we won't have to do that this year. I'm hopeful that my teammate won't have to experience that. Um, let's keep all four tires on the black stuff and uh, keep them up front. Benjamin, how do you approach this race? You've got a very fast race car. As a rookie, what's what's the kind of game plan, especially for the first half of the race? It's a good question. I've never done this race before, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to learn. <laughs> um, First and foremost, finish the race. It's a very long race. Um, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like when I look at the starting grid, I got Erickson on one side, Power on the other. Mm-hmm. So I got some very experienced guys. Um, so just learning the flow, have a clean start, and then uh, just yeah, go to work, go as fast as I can, make sure the tires don't drop off, and have clean pit stops. Hey, by the way, the guy signed some stuff over there. So there's a, a hat signed by each of them. There's a Santino hat, a Benjamin hat, and they both signed Foyt bottles of wine. There's uh, champagne over there, the, the Gurney model. Dan Gurney is, Kurt, the guy that kind of originated the champagne spray when he was AJ's teammate when they won Le Mans in 1967. Uh, both guys signed that, and there's a rosé over there from the Foyt Winery, which is just down the street as well. I, I know there's a lot going on tonight, so we're going to let you scoot. Hang out as long as you want. There's free Prime 47 food for our VIPs inside, so go and enjoy. Where are the dogs? Uh, the dogs are back in the bus hanging out. I heard they were coming. Uh, they were supposed to come. Uh, Cleo's a little bit. My great Dane, she cut herself yesterday, or she cut herself Saturday at the track, so uh, she's currently in the bus resting up. So I, you know, it's kind of tough to take them to the ER when you're qualifying on Sunday. But uh, super glue and tape worked really well, so she's doing better. <laughs> Nothing like some old school tricks for the uh, for the pup. But, uh, yeah, just uh, one other thing, the Lucy. So that was uh, obviously AJ's wife, Larry's dad. That rosé, and this is coming from my fiancé who drinks a lot of rosé. You shouldn't say that. In a good way. Okay. It is fantastic. It's probably one of the more uh, favorited bottles that she's had, at least as a rosé and a good uh, warm sunny day drink. But, um, 
yeah, no, he's got a lot to learn from tomorrow or next Sunday. Just do it to 12 and the 8, dude. They're fine. They've won it, so. Yeah, you might just follow them a little bit. I honestly just plan on following them and see what happens. Hey, thank you guys for coming. The number 55 Sexton Properties car. The Homes for Troops car for Santino Ferrucci. Check that out. It is a fantastic cause. Um, I'll let you speak on it. I know a little bit about it, but you can probably speak to it better for what they're doing for people that have served our country. Yeah, so obviously you have a lot of uh, charities out there, a lot of military charities that support our veterans. Uh, This one's a little bit uh, specific in the fact that for our wounded vets that need special housing and... uh, you know they require certain uh, uh, they have certain disabilities that require uh, specific needs that's what homes for troops is they build those houses for them they help them with their financials they help get their lives on track you know they really help them plan everything out um, they take care of all the bills uh, the other thing about the charity which is really unique to a lot of charities out there and I know that this is always a struggling point for a lot of them there's over 90 cents to every dollar that you donate actually goes into building these homes so it is a very well organized charity um, and everything that you donate uh, up to a million dollars is being matched by ABC so that dollar does go a little bit further for this month so uh, please support the troops I mean they're the reason we have what we have today so uh, let's give them a round of applause. Fantastic. Yeah. ABC Supply really is the primary sponsor, but they have donated the side pod for homes for our troops. What do we want to do? Draw out a raffle. Draw out a raffle number, each of you. If he draws 14, we know yeah. the fix What's the number? The, maybe the last three numbers. 34, 29, 62. Benjamin? Uh, 34, 28, 95. Okay. 825. 895. Excuse me. 342, 895. Is that right? 342, 895. And what do they do? They come up to the table here. We got one there. So, all right. Mark Lynch will come and meet you and we'll find out what you've won. Guys, thank you so much. Good luck to AJ Foyd Racing, Benjamin Peterson. Santino Ferrucci. Uh, I saw one of my colleagues who's uh, trying to match me. Where's he at? This is going to count on your airtime. James Hinchcliffe and I are battling to see who can do the most hours of television, whether it be digital on Peacock or NBC Sports this week. And because we've not uttered enough words, we're going to talk more. Welcome, the mayor of Hinchtown, former poll winner for the Indianapolis 500, now with NBC Sports. He's not retired. He's doing whatever he wants to do, including enjoying beverages tonight. Thanks for coming, Hinch. It's a Diet Coke. It's a Diet Coke, I promise. Good for you. And you already taped the podcast today, too, as well, right? I did. I just came from uh, Tower Terrace Suites, where we taped an episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Amazingly, Rossi showed up, which is weird. He normally avoids those things like the plague. But he came. Ryan Hunter Ray stopped by. And I'm sorry we missed Speed Street with uh, with Joey and and Connor and Scott a minute ago. But did you guys enjoy it? Yes, yes. So we've got all the podcasts for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're saying they, they like uh, off track a little bit better, and they're big fans of trackside. So we've got all three podcasts here going at one time. Mine is different. Kurt's is different. It's a live radio show that we turn into a podcast. Uh, what'd you make of qualifying this weekend? Man, it was. Uh, I I gotta be honest. It was more exciting than I thought it was going to be, and. 
the uh, the the LCQ on on Sunday was heartbreaking, but it was also everything that Indianapolis is, right? It's what makes it so exciting. I've been on both ends of qualifying day, and I feel so much for the four that had to go out and do that on Sunday morning. Obviously, feel so much for Graham. I think both Graham and Jack handled the situation incredibly well. Round of applause for Graham Rahal and Jack Harvey, guys, because. That was not an easy situation for either driver. I think they both handled it ex- exceptionally well. And then, yeah, I mean, the, the Fast 6 shootout. Chip Ganassi Racing, man, three in a row. Alex Pillow. We, we talked about this. We watched the open test. Like, he was probably the most impressive car at the open test in, in April. And to carry that all the way through practice and then, uh, and then qualifying weekend was super impressive. I love what Graham said today when he was interviewed on Peacock because the rumor was it wasn't a rumor, it was just speculation because it's happened before. Hey, he is the face of that team. A lot of the sponsorship is around Graham Rahal. Might they pull someone else and put him in? And Graham, uh, his thought was the same as yours was a few years ago. Yeah, and, and, and look, as a driver, as a competitor, you want to get in on merit. You want to get in on your own. You don't want to buy your way in. You don't want to be put in that situation. And I understand that's not the driver's decision ultimately, right? I mean, it's it wouldn't have been up to me ultimately in 2018 if, if that's what it came down to. It's not up to Graham today. Uh, it's it's up to powers way above our pay grade. But I'm glad that the organization is is kind of taking this one on the chin and acknowledging it for what it is, letting everybody that got in, get, you know, do the race and. It's, it's going to be a good show on Sunday. Do you remember your four-lap qualifying speed that won the pole? Do you remember what that speed was? Uh, it was 230.7. And you would have started this race on about the last row yeah. or row 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I never would have thought 230 might not make the Indy 500, but it almost did. It's, it's incredible, you know, and, and you look at the fact that last year we had the fastest pole average of all, of all time, which... I never thought I was going to see in my time, just based on you know the times that we've seen uh, from that particular era when when Ari and, and everything set the records, and uh, and then to this year beat it again. It's super impressive. We're in such a cool time in IndyCar racing, and even though we don't have you know the old school situation of people building cars in their garage and what are they going to bring every year it's all roughly the same program but the fact that these teams with spec cars for the most part still just show up every year finding a little bit more speed and and a little bit more development is is so so impressive so i hope you guys like the speeds i know the drivers are loving it being out there and setting records and stuff and all townsend talks about is breaking records so here we go you should hear our dinner conversations and debates on that no you shouldn't no you shouldn't so how many, um, you know, Kurt and I like to do tiers, tier one, tier two. How many tier one and tier two type drivers and teams do we have that, yeah, they've got a pretty good chance of winning the race? I would say that if you just look on pure speed and team execution and the rest of it in terms of no weird wild cards, no yellows that come into factor, no bad pit stops or whatever, uh, I'd say there's probably like six tier one and and then probably eight tier two drivers that are that are fighting for the win on Sunday and and literally all it takes is one yellow falling a certain way for that tier two group to move right up into the tier one group at half distance sort of thing so it's it's all open so Roger Penske's texting he wants to know how many Penske drivers are in tier one Okay, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> Zero point. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's not their year, man. Uh, again, they're they're a tier two group for sure. All three of them, uh, very quick race cars. 
didn't have what they needed in qualifying, and it's it's a bit shocking because we saw such a Chevy resurgence in qualifying this year. Three years in a row, we've had more Hondas in the top twelve than Chevys. This year, it was the reverse. It was two to one, eight to four, uh, but only one Penske, and that's it's a surprise. It's a shock. We you know we talked a lot to Joseph about. The efforts that that team put into this program for the 500 this year, they were all cautiously optimistic. And I do think their race cars have been good, but obviously they're qualifying cars. You can blame the draw a little bit, and I know that that was talked about, but in my career, and I'd love you guys to chime in on this too, in terms of conditions, which is what the draw is really all about, right? It's who gets the better track temp, the better air temp, all that stuff. The track heats up, all that stuff as the as the run goes on. It was within like three degrees of both ambient and track temp all day. If there was one year where you cannot blame the draw, it was 2023. And Rosenquist put up the big number later in the day. You know, we chatted about this during one of the practice shows, and I think I had you convinced on my theory that you had to start in the top 12 to win the race. I will amend that a little bit. I'm not going to put him in tier one either, but I do, I'm not going to eliminate a Penske car just because they're not in the top 12. I think McLaughlin and Newgarden could still factor into it. And You're forgetting there's a power well, he's, in the top 12. He's in the top 12, so then he automatically is included. So I'm saying outside the top 12, yeah. I haven't really broken it down, but those might be the only ones that I'm going to say have uh, a real good chance. The, the best thing they've got going for them, as I think strategically, it's probably one of the strongest teams on the grid. You know, they're so good at calling strategy. They're so good at splitting strategies. That's one of the kind of controversial things about Penske is they will sometimes sacrifice one driver on a bit of a Hail Mary, but it covers the basis, right? They cover all the options, and and I kind of respect that as an organization. It's about the team winning, not necessarily about the driver. Thank you for coming. I know you have uh, had a full day today, although we got the day off. How cool was that? Yes, and nice of them to give us both the day off so we can continue on the same path. You, you for see, bat, I'm, I'm one hour up. I've done hour. one more hour of television yeah. this week. It was a lot of fun. I hope you people watched the uh, Peacock shows. We really enjoyed that, commercial-free throughout the week. And then let's see, we're on again. Friday from, do you know the times? Uh, well, we've, we've got 11 to 1 for uh, the, the carb day practice, and then we've got the pit stop competition from, I want to say, 2.30 to 3.30? 2.30 to 4? Yeah, 2.34. So we got a couple more hours on Friday, and then we have like, I don't know, 24 hours, I think, on race day, pretty close. 9 a.m. on Peacock. My guess is that is not blacked out in Indianapolis. So turn on Peacock on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. And then just keep it on. You never know. We hope you go to the race. Um, But then you can always watch on Channel 13 on Sunday evening as well. James Hinchcliffe will be a part of the broadcast of the Indy 500. Thank you for coming out. Much appreciated. James Hinchcliffe, everybody. In our first segment, I saw another driver. I think this is one of the coolest stories. So Hinch was talking about how you really can't build the car in the garage anymore and just show up. They didn't do it that way, but it's as close as you're going to get in the modern era. It's a new team that's been assembled. Um, They have not run an Indy car race before. Unlike some other teams that have come in in the past, they don't have really a technical alliance with any other established team. So they are doing it all on their own. Able Motorsports has made the Indianapolis 500, and R.C. Enerson is in the big show, and he joins us now, the driver of the number 50 car. Welcome to the greatest spectacle in racing. I know you will appreciate this more than anyone else uh, after not getting in the show a couple of years ago. And when did you win your Indy Lights race? 2015? A long time ago. This is a battle of perseverance. Well done. Well done. Yeah, it's been amazing. 
Uh, just there, there's not even enough words for for what Bill Abel and John Bruner put together, and to have that car go that kind of speed after two years ago, it barely would go over 226, just holding the foot to the floor, and it just wouldn't go anywhere. Um, and being bumped, which we knew we were in that position, yeah. and we came into this 500, even though all the media was saying we were in that position, we knew we would uh, have a good showing. I even got done with that first qualifying run, and they were asking me, like, how was it? And I was like, yeah, we could trim out a lot more. It was like, that thing, that was definitely conservative. Um, so I think if we would have had to go out for another run, if we did fall below 30th, we would have been fine. Uh, just go out for another run and throw another four laps down. So what was it like today, running in race traffic and getting probably your first real taste of that? Because I'm sure you were thinking about qualifying a lot more during the week. Absolutely terrible. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not fun at all. I mean, I pr- much prefer the qualifying than those speeds rather than running in traffic. The dirty air is just, it's, it, nothing feels good. Even though you feel like you have a good car and you might be doing better than half the field, you're still struggling. Even if you probably have the best car and things feel decent, you're still struggling dirty air. It's the, when the front washes out on you in the middle of the corner, it is the most unnerving feeling where you got to jump out of the throttle and just hope you don't tear down the turn one, turn two wall. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, I think we had a decent day. We, I don't think we were the worst in traffic, and more or less, it's more of me learning. It's me learning how to how to manipulate the dirty air and try to find the clean air, how you distance yourself from the car in front of you. But it is extremely difficult. I hate to tell you this, but this is kind of what it is. You're gonna yeah. have to get used to that. Yeah. I was texting a couple of the drivers, and I was like, "They're like, I was like, any tips? Like, what do you got?" They're <laughs> like, "Well, just get in the mindset that it's always going to be terrible. Um, it's always gonna feel bad. It's it's never gonna feel good. You just gotta hold your position, make sure you don't make mistakes." Uh, and just capitalize on other people in front of you making mistakes. So it's uh, it's really difficult. Maybe you referred to this, but did you have a big wiggle in turn three? I thought I saw, but it's so deceptive on the television. It's difficult to tell. But did you have a moment? Yeah, I mean, if it was race conditions, that would definitely not have been good because of all the marbles. But I talked to the team afterwards, and they were like, they are, that's never going to happen during the race. It was a huge stack up with people trying to reshuffle themselves in position, people coming out of pit lane. I mean, I was down in third gear which should never happen on a speedway um, and had to run wide to miss Connor actually and ran wide in turn three and was up in the gray and just kind of bring the car back down nice and slow. But if that was later in a race uh, with all the marbles out there, that would have been game over. Uh, but they were telling me like, oh, that, that won't happen during the race. It's more or less a lot more flow. Everybody's on the same tires, yeah, that- same fuel. So everybody's pushing. It spreads out a lot more. Uh, I think the practices look almost more chaotic than the race. So. Yeah, they're more chaotic because people are doing different things. Some people are going out for a very short run. Maybe they're trying something. Maybe they're practicing coming into the uh, exiting uh, off the fourth turn, which you got to do for the first time today. How tricky was that? That looks like that's a little sketchy coming off four, trying to get to pit lane. Most of the time you've been pitting off the backstretch. Yeah, I definitely went super conservative. First time ever pitting off a four. I was making sure I was breaking plenty early and just see where, because they moved the the pit speed as well way further down. So it's just kind of understanding where I needed to get on the brakes there, getting to watch some onboards, seeing, rewatching some of the races prior, seeing where people are braking coming in. And I definitely found the limit on, I think, somewhere halfway through the practice with a big lockup coming in. And I was like, okay, well, let's back that one up. Yeah. Most of the drivers uh, have raced with somebody over the course of the years. Who's in your group, your class, your age bracket? Who have you been racing with, or at least earlier in your career, that's here today? 
Uh, I mean, the one that stands out the most in my head is Jack Harvey, which he had one heck of a day yesterday. Or, yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. My days are getting all jumbled together. It's, it's a long two weeks. Um, he had a heck of a day yesterday, but he was my teammate in uh, Indy Lights, Indy Next. Um, so I spent a whole year with him, and we did really, really well as a team. So uh, it was cool to see him get in the show and uh, be a part of this. I mean, even though it was his bumping out his teammate, which is never fun. But, yeah, that was, that's, that's probably the one that sticks out the most. And then even my spotter in turn one is Spencer Piggott, which I raced with him that same year oh, yeah. as well. So there's a, there's a lot of people around the paddock that I raced, uh, raced with throughout the year. Hey, I want you to tell us about one of the auction items that the Lucas Oil School of Racing has donated, your, your family school. You're the chief instructor, which I think it's pretty cool. You can go learn how to drive a race car from an Indy 500 driver. What will people get if they bid on this that would cost you $4,000, I believe, is the uh, active rate for the two-day school? Yeah, I think our active rate right now, just with is overall prices going up, is forty five hundred. There you go. Okay. So forty five hundred dollars is a, is a two day basic school with us, and it's it which is still the best deal you're going to get if you kind of price that around. Yeah, if you look anywhere else, I don't think you're going to find yourself in a race car for any cheaper, any cheaper than that. But we basically will take anybody with a driver's license, or if you're under sixteen and you have karting experience, I just get to go through kind of what your background is in karting and vet it. We've had to people as young as eleven years old. Come drive our cars, four foot ten. It's crazy. And some of these kids are really, really quick. And we basically take you through a whole two-day program on how to drive a race car. And, I mean, that's where most of every single driver in this field has started. Where I started myself is in a racing school, moving up from go-karts, going to a racing school. You learn how to go from a go-kart where you use the pedals as on and off pedals to having a car with front brakes, suspension travel, it's a, it's a whole learning experience. You go through classroom sessions, lead follows with the instructors. Uh, you have instructors at all the corners that are giving you live feedback. So it's, it's a really good program, and it's, it's a lot of fun. We always get raves on, on, in reviews, and just people come and tell us that they, they want to come back. And everybody's like, oh, I'll just sign up for a basic and see what happens. And immediately they're going to sign up for an advanced school. And that's where Reese Gold started. He came through your program. He runs in Indy Next. Jackson Lee is in the, Jackson, the yeah. step below that, and he's one of the instructors there when his schedule allows. So that is coming up in about a half hour. RC, congratulations again. Thank you for coming out. RC Anderson, Able Motorsports. He's in the Indianapolis 500. More of the Prime 47 Burger Bash in Speedway coming up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Trackside, brought to you by Luxair Premium Residential Systems. A smart choice and home comfort on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Prime 47 Burger Bash. Near the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, presented by Peterman Brothers, continues here. Kevin Lee, Kurt Cavan, thank you all for coming out tonight. This is a nice crowd. Yeah, great crowd on a great day of uh, 
of uh, practice for the Indianapolis 500. We'll have another session coming up on Friday, Carb Day. So that's that's where we're at. And we saw a top speed today from Will Power. So we talked about Tier 1s with James Hinchcliffe. And I think Power may, may have something for him come race day. The Penske cars were really good at the test. Something is missing in outright speed, but I think the race cars are really good. He's close enough that he can work his way up there, and I'm not going to count out Newgarden and McLaughlin yet. Yeah, that's right. Those guys will be uh, those guys will be outstanding. Probably the tier one has got to be huh, Alex Pelot, Scott Dixon, Marcus Erickson, Takuma Sato, and take your pick of probably three Arrow McLarens. Yeah, you know, honestly, maybe all four of them. Maybe all four of them. One of the challenges always is, and Tony has referenced this a little bit when it's a one-off program. Now, remember, Takuma Sato is not in a one-off program. That's why we rate him a little bit higher, because that car is running full-time. Marcus Armstrong runs the road and street races, but Canons is an extra car. As good and as deep as Errol McLaren is, they were a two-car team last year. It's been challenging enough to add the third car for Alexander Rossi, so they need a flawless day with people that know what they're doing, but they've not been doing pit stops all year long. We're going to need the news of the day coming up. Oh, yeah. I knew Kevin might have forgotten that one. So do you have it pulled up? No, I don't. Well, the news of the day, and we'll give the read on the back end while Kevin's pulling it up. Uh, Stefan Wilson uh, involved in a crash today in turn one, and with him went to the wall was was Catherine Legg. Catherine got out of the car. Uh, Stefan had... um, had, at least they were they were concerned about about him, so they took some precautions. I've not seen an update. I will look as Kevin reads uh, the read. But our best wishes go to Stefan Wilson, and we've got you know what a full week here before uh, the Indy 500. So hopefully they can repair the car, and and he's in good shape to race come Sunday. It's race week, and that means the USAC Amsoil Sprint Car National Championships are this week at Circle City Raceway. Wednesday, it's the USAC Amsoil Sprint Car National Championship with 410 Sprints and Dirt Car UMP Modifieds. Thursday, USAC Amsoil Sprint Car National Championships continue along with the USAC Midwest Thunder. Speed 2 Midgets, Kids 12 and Under are free. Military first responders, veterans, seniors, and teachers are discounted. Circle City Raceway at the Marion County Fairgrounds, Circle City Raceway. Raceway.com. Speaking of USAC, thank you to USAC for inviting us to use their facility. We have a nice crowd outside. We had, uh, boy, I think there's 100 people inside as well that donated $100 to the IU Simon Comprehensive Cancer Center to take part in the free food from Prime 47 and the free drink uh, for the VIPs for Indy Brew Bus. Our fans outside are donating and purchasing from Indy Brew Bus and also uh, sliders from Prime 47 as well. Uh, USAC has a big night coming up at Raceway Park on Friday as well. Jackson will be racing there at about 9.30 so you can see, people always say, can Indy cars run at Raceway Park? No, they can't. This is as close as you're going to get. This is the fastest car with the most downforce that you're going to see at Raceway Park. USF Pro 2000 at 9.30. The level right below that, USF 2000, is at about 8.30. Uh, the Hoosier 100 is at 715. That's Silver Crown. And then the night is complete with the midget race, USAC National Midget Race at about 1030. So that is Friday night at Lucas Oil Raceway Park. So I don't have a specific uh, last 
at the last minute uh, update on Stefan's condition, but the last thing we saw was a quote from from the medical director, Dr. Julia Weiser, who said he's in good spirits, he has no significant issues. So that's good news. Okay, very good to hear. We'll hope for the best on Stefan. And uh, tomorrow night on our regular program, which continues 7 o'clock every weeknight in the month of May. Next week, we're back to to Tuesday nights, so two hours a week on Tuesday nights. But tomorrow night, we'll kind of break down, and and I think we'll get into some thoughts about uh, what's going on with qualifying and, you know, maybe some thoughts on, on the format. How about the crowd, by the way? Yeah, excellent. This is a big crowd. Today, there was a decent yeah, amount of people there. Most I've seen on a Monday practice. Yeah, it was really good. Eighty, Close to 90,000 over the weekend. Uh, so, you know, I think I think particularly yesterday was a very vocal, very in, engaged crowd. And so good fun at the Speedway. And, and uh, I think we'll see a tremendous carb day. Last call. Well, last call. You got thirty seconds for the silent for the silent auctions. This is uh, this is high tech stuff right here. We've we've uh, lost a microphone. So for those driving around uh, Speedway, that's what's happened. And then there was one microphone. So this seems like a good time. Check one two live on the radio. Uh, so this seems like a good time for our final radio break of the night. We'll get you set for what's coming up the rest of the week and see if we have any surprise guests. And maybe we'll take a few questions from the audience as well as we continue the Prime Forty Seven Burger Bash in Speedway ninety three five one zero seven five. The fan. This is raise a spoon to Grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Alex Palou, and you're listening to Truckside. Welcome back to Prime 47 Burger Bash continues. Near the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, we turn around and we see the front gate. We're at the 16th and Georgetown area, 16th and roundabout. How do we refer this? Crawfordsville Road is here. I think, I think people know we're on the roundabout. We're on the roundabout. We're on the southwest corner of the roundabout. We will be here a year from now and probably a year after that. We've done this for 12 years. We took a it's turned out to be a good spot. Yeah, we took a brief layoff for a couple years as I took a new job and your career was uh, changing, more demanding. So a few few people I I want to thank, certainly Prime 47, for uh, providing free of charge all of the food for our VIPs and coming out and selling to our guests. Also, uh, the uh, Indy Brew Bus group, who is providing also for our VIPs. And they can do events, too. By the way, if you have an event, that's portable. That little bus will go to where you want to go. So talk to Andy and his people uh, about that. Thanks to Peterman Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical, our presenting sponsor for the program tonight. Indy Simulation, Carrie Bettenhausen brought the uh, simulator over there. 25 bucks donation to the Cancer Center if you'd like to do four laps at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Thank you to Radio 1 and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan 
for donating their time to allow us to air this live on the radio tonight. Basic needs, simple solutions. The VP of the Burger Bash, Mark Lynch. Sneak in, you got something you want to say, and then I'll continue? It, I, I do, actually. He, he handed me the statement on behalf of Stephen Wilson's okay, condition. Good. He has a fractured uh, vertebrae Ooh. and will not be competing this weekend in the Indianapolis 500. Oh, so there you go. I know this. Uh, they, when I left the garage at, I, I guess I went back in there at 345 or so, they had their pit stop practice car, which is not raised for a couple of years. It actually has an electric motor in it that they use at the shop. They were starting to prepare that to be the race car. You know, if I'm going to throw out names, I'm going to think about guys that have driven a Dreyer and Reinbold car like Sage Karam last year, or J.R. Hildebrand, who I know is in town. Oh, and you remember the news that I mentioned that I, I almost said by accident? J.R.'s driving uh, either a Silver Crown or a Midget. I think a Midget coming up on Friday night, or at least he was. Now, maybe he's now driving Nindy. Sarah Fisher's Midget, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So J.R. would be the obvious first pick. But Thank you to Turn 3 Motorsports for bringing Jackson Lee's car out here. Thank you to the UPS store of Plainfield for uh, making up the prints that uh, were signed by Scott McLaughlin and Connor Daly. There's a Jackson Lee print there if somebody wants to donate for that as well. And so many others, and I'm sure people that I'm forgetting. Uh, all of Jackson's partners, the race car isn't here if we don't have, namely, the IU Simon Comprehensive Cancer Center, uh, Browning Chapman, specialty contractors. You want to do a polished floor, you have a facade for a building, uh, they can get it done for you. Look to Browning Chapman. Uh, also, Chernoff Cosmetic Surgery. We got, they got a lot of stickers on this car, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. you got to back up because gotta, you, know, you can't, can't stand in front of the speaker. See, this is radio and, and broadcasting. You know yeah. the sponsors. Come on. Uh, Jackson knows the sponsors. Yeah. That's his job. He can <laughs> roll. California Closets is here tonight. They are a new partner uh, for Jackson Lee Racing and his team. Velocity Sales Consulting. If I did not mention Hayes and Sons, I think I did during the break. They've just joined us after they're fixing the flood at our home. But really the reason we're here tonight is to benefit the IU Simon Comprehensive Cancer Center, the director of the Cancer Center. Dr. Kelvin Lee is here to join us. Dr. Lee, thank you again for giving us the motivation to do this again. Thank you, Kevin. And, and for those of you who can't see us, we look exactly the same. We are brothers from a, a separate mother's. Well, thank you all. I would like to say for, on behalf of all 300 researchers at the IU Simon Cancer Center, what a real pleasure and an honor and how much fun it has been to sponsor the 47 car. Uh, there's been a tremendous amount of energy this month of May. True story. Last year, during the, India, the, during the Grand Prix, was the very first time I stepped on a racetrack. Unlike many of you here, I had never been on a racetrack, and watching Colton Herter slide all over that racetrack, I went, oh my God, this is so much fun. And then the next race I went to was the Indy 500, and it was the greatest spectacle in racing. I made that up myself. Never heard that phrase before. I thought Formula One made that up. Oh yeah, exactly. I thought and, we hired a comedian. Good for you. <laughs> exactly. And so Kevin and Jackson have really taught me that Racing is an amazing sport, and it is actually very much like cancer research. It requires teamwork. It requires precision. It requires a ton of science and engineering, and it really requires determination. So it has been a wonderful whole experience, and we are so happy to be part of it. And as part of 
what we're doing. We're working with Jackson to really bring additional cancer knowledge and cancer understanding to everybody, all of the Hoosiers in, uh, in Indiana. For our radio audience, tell us about the public awareness campaign that was just launched here for the month of May. We have, we have Jackson's car on the website. It is at cancer.iu.edu. What we've done is we've taken all our extraordinarily brilliant experts and put information on screening, information on prevention, information on the latest research so people can go to it and say, what's the best way to not get cancer? Because we are very much trying to put ourselves out of business. I would be happy if I never saw a cancer patient again because we got rid of cancer altogether. So thank you all for your tremendous support. It is such an inspiration for all of us. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Dr. Kelvin Lee from the IU Simon Comprehensive Cancer Center, a wonderful asset to our community, one of 53 comprehensive cancer centers uh, in the United States. He has donated two sweet tickets that we're going to be auctioning off here on site in just a few minutes. I guess for our radio audience, if you really want a sweet ticket, we still have some available through small partnerships with Jackson Lee Racing. We kind of split them up with another one of our partners. There's an opportunity to donate to Race for RP. That could be an option. We could get you into the suite. And I'll tell you this, we've got a big event coming up on Thursday uh, at Silo Auto Club downtown. Marcus Erickson is going to be joining us. Lee Diffie, James Hinchcliffe, Townsend Bell will be there. We have uh, a live band, Clayton Anderson, all kinds of good stuff. Go to raceforrp.org for more on that. This has been fun. Oh, it's great. I, I really appreciate it. We started this in 2008. We'll be here in 2024. Are we really at 2024? I guess we are. No, no. We're going to enjoy no, no, 2023 no. first. Next year. We'll yeah, be back. No, I, think, I think this has gone well enough. Thank you so much. Thanks to Prime 47. We love Prime 47, the downtown location. Uh, get your reservation in advance. It is very busy. When you go in there, every time I've been in there, I see a race car driver. Ferrucci was sitting next to me when I was there last weekend. Thanks to Peterman Brothers for being the presenting sponsor. And thanks to all you, the great race fans. Enjoy the greatest race in the world. We'll be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock to talk more about it. For Kurt, I'm Kevin. Thank you for joining us. Beyond the Bricks with Mike and Jake are coming up next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.